Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to the Fitness Devil Podcast. We had a special free roll episode today. We brought on Pete Dupuy and Luca Hosevar. We're going to try to do a little bit more of this kind of stuff and take industry leaders. Uh, we're in the middle of the COVID pandemic. Uh, if you're coming back and listening to this like as an archive episode, well, I hope this doesn't cause too much trauma having to relive this stuff. But if you're in the middle of it right now with the rest of us, we're all in this together. And Luca and Pete have some unbelievable wisdom about not only what they're dealing with specific to their businesses, but also both philosophy and tangible action you can take right now that may get you through all this. So uh, we hope that you guys all are doing okay. Reach out to me or Dean uh, on our social media if you actually want to let us know what's going on with you. Uh, share this podcast and go and follow Luca and Pete. They're both amazing people I follow and I have followed for years. Thank you. Shut up and sit down. Everyone, uh, welcome to a special episode of the Fitness Devil Podcast. We brought together Pete Dupuy and Luke Hosmer. They are old friends. They are successful gym owners in our business. And we're recording this right now in the backdrop of the COVID ep epidemic. And so obviously we're going to be very much on point with that. If you're listening now, just to so release it, you're in the middle of it too. If you're going back and listening to the archive episodes, well, hopefully this doesn't bring back fl terrible flashbacks of all the shit that we've we are currently right now going through, but we want to bring the guys on to hear what they're dealing, how they're dealing with it as physical gym facility owners and, uh, and their thoughts for everybody else. So, uh, welcome guys. Thanks for being here. Our pleasure. Or should I say definitely my pleasure. I'm just speaking for P here. Like <laughs> now you can, you can speak for me, Luca. I'm with you. I appreciate you guys having us. I want to hear you say it. I want you to hear, I want to hear you say it. P. <laughs> Thank you formally for the invitation. I, I, I think this might be my third visit to the Fitness Devil podcast. So uh, I, I enjoyed it so much. I'm back for a third round. We just throw out like Facebook comments, just the real people in, and it seems to work. It so right now, that's how we do it. We just, we just talk shit on Facebook and then eventually <laughs> they have to show their face. That's fitness, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that's the industry. Yeah. Nobody, nobody told you about this marketing strategy. <laughs> that's all, that's all I, some, I guess. Where's the some? I do that in Christian Thibodeau's all the time. Like Chris, I'll, I'll make fun of Christian and then tell him to come on the podcast and talk crap to us. <laughs> um, I guess the biggest thing like right now, just to kind of start it off is, I guess, and we'll start with Pete, but what, I guess, what's changed since you started this? So like, where are you at and kind of what's your plan of attack? Just kind of as we see it right now. Oh, it's changed. Um, <laughs> foot traffic. <laughs> so a. Yeah. So one of the things that I found refreshing about your post last week or your episode with uh, Chad and Mark was, it, it sounds really selfish of me, but it's, it doesn't feel good, but it feels a little reassuring to know that some of the people that I look up to and I really, I look to for help are fighting the good fight that we are and going from X number of sessions per day to zero is is a very real challenge and it's just it it helps me catch my breath a little bit to know that the guys like luca and mark and chad are are grinding through this just like we are and so anyone who's listening the the best gym you know of is getting their ass kicked right now and so um we do have systems in place to weather the storm and I think it's important to note we got really, really lucky. So if you were to 
pull a calendar, like put a 52 week calendar up on the wall for me and say, Pete, point at one week that you'd be comfortable with shutting down and just saying, Hey, no business that week. I would have said Monday, March 16th, because that was the day that high school baseball was supposed to start here in Massachusetts. So that meant that, uh, my high school athletes would be out. My college guys were in season. Our pro guys were at spring training in theory. And that's the day of the year where we typically see a 70 to 80% drop off in foot traffic and it runs 10 to 12 weeks. So if I had to pick a, a week, two week, three week, two month, three month scenario where we would just shut it all down, it would have started the day I had to shut it down. And that was purely coincidental. But the fiscal implications of this, they're, they're absolutely mind blowing but they're not breaking my business the way they would others, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's interesting. I've actually didn't even think about that. <laughs> not that yeah. that's a good thing, but it's, that is a good coincidence because I, I don't think that unless you're running a sports facility where you're doing that, they're going to run into that problem, which is, it's good on your end. Yeah, but, it's the realities of being super niched and super um, sports specific. Because 85% of my clients are baseball players. And it just, it's the reality of doing business. But we are, we're coming up on 14 years of operation this July. So there aren't any surprises when a, when a brutal end of March and early April comes along for us. This isn't our first rodeo. So we, we kind of, we're almost like squirrels getting ready to hibernate. We're, we're making sure that the cash flow is in place to make rent, to make payroll, things like that independent of pandemics so that that cushion that we are kind of habitually or perennially putting aside was there and so it's it's really helping us and if this you know payroll protection stuff comes through i don't want to say that this is a a no big deal thing because this is a huge deal i mean this this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened in my lifetime but it's something that cressy sports performance is going to survive will look different on the other side but we're going to be on the other side, which is, is kind of the best thing I could tell you. Um, I, you know, th those are great points. And I want to piggyback, but the thing that Pete said on the, uh, at the end, I think is very important. And it, it might sound harsh to maybe some business owners is I think it's just the reality of it, right? That when, I mean, we've been, we've both been in business for like, I'm going on what, 14 years actually for the Slovenian gym and we're 11 years in, in Seattle now in if you were not prepared for this ahead of time, then, you know, there's, there, honestly, there's many times not much that you can do in a week. Now, I, yes, I do think there are, and I'll talk about that later, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we were also in a place where, uh, I, you know, I, I come from communism, so I'm like fucking, you know, always just like thinking about stashing money in boxes and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, just for the hard times. But I... Honestly, like it's, it's weird because I had a conversation with a friend and uh, they came up to me and said, dude, you said this nine to 12 months ago. You said we're about to hit this horrible recession. And uh, I just didn't, you know, and I said, hey, we're 12, you know, 12 to 24 months away. I didn't know it was going to be this, uh, but, you know, I didn't know it was going to be because of this. But I, I was thinking about it already. And like uh, almost a year ago, I was telling some of my the people that I was closer to, I was like, oh, man, I got to I got to make sure I'm ready for like a shit show. Um, and here we are, you know, and, and same thing, you know, day one before we sh actually the day before we shut the doors, cause we know, we knew it was coming. Um, I, I kind of predicted that too, because our gym in Slovenia was, you know, 10, 11 days ahead of us 
Um, you know, we, we actually have a, a bigger issue there, but it's a whole other story. And, and I was, I told the team, I said, guys, this is coming. And they're like, well, but I said, nope, this is coming. I'm telling you. And then on a Sunday before we had to lock the doors, um, Sunday morning, we had a meeting. I said, guys, okay, step like number one, nobody's losing their job. You know, I'm going to, everybody's going to keep getting paid. We might have to adjust it. And like, when I said that, I actually didn't know how I'm going to do that for like three to four months. Cause I always kind of think about worst case scenarios. I think there's too many people that are wishful thinking, you know, all the time. I hope it opens up on end of April. And I'm like, just expect June, July. You know what I mean? Like here, here's why, because if it opens in May, I'm like two months extra where I'm like, yay. You know what I mean? But if you're like, I really hope, I really hope the end of April we're good to go. And then end of April comes and it's like, hey, it's another month. And you're like, fuck, right? And then you're in a constant state of like stress and anxiety and flux. I always try to prepare for the worst and then work towards the best. Not, not you know, not just hope for the best. I'm not gonna, hope is not a good strategy. I'm going to work towards the best. And, you know, so step one is like, man, every, hopefully this kind of helps people get this slap in the face. So like, you got to be prepared for shit because it's going to keep happening. You know, is it going to be in another... 10 years or three or six, I don't know. Nobody knows. Um, you know, something can happen, earthquake or economy goes down or who knows, right? And I do feel like you have to keep that in the, in a, in the back of your mind and be prepared for that. So that's, I think that's one of the, the most important things to really think about this. Now, the second one is more of like, I believe, um, a, 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 mindset and are you resourceful and like this is kind of like the time that i just like to go into a, a purely savage mode um and i you know and look everybody's different and i get i don't judge anybody or assume anything situations like this if people haven't dealt with them they're, they're very challenging you know uh, they can make you freeze they can make you go oh shit um they can make you kind of just sit your ass down and like i hope the government comes through or i can't you know for these checks but if you're a business owner man like i mean i you know, I had my freak out, of course, but it's like within the next day, I'm like, okay, cool. What are we going to do? How are we going to, you know, how are we going to change this to, to make sure that we can weather the storm? Um, and, and you become resourceful and you work. And it's like, man, I'm working as much right now as I was before. You know, people are like, dude, are you at the gym all day? I'm like, absolutely. I get here at 9 a.m. I leave at like, you know, 10 p.m., 11 p.m. Sometimes, depends, right? Like with but man, I'm busting my ass, making sure we serve our clients. And also I'm seeing a lot of stuff happening that we can talk about that are opportunities for the future, a lot of learning lessons. Um, you know, how can we do things afterwards? What are some new revenue streams that can get created through this? Uh, there's a lot of learning to be had if, if, if you're willing to keep your eyes open and, um, and, and, you know, you can adapt moving into the future. And I'm, I, I'm more than happy to share all that. Like I'm not going to be here like, you know, holding back the secrets and shit, you know, so it's, it's, I think that there's a lot of stuff that we can get from this, but it is absolutely a, you know, challenging time because look, I, you know, there's, there's multiple sides of it. There's, I'm, you know, we coach business owners from really small to bigger. And, you know, when, if you're really small, you have the advantage of not having big overheads, right? I remember those days, Pete, I'm sure you do too. You know, those days where like a couple grand will cover everything, right? Uh, it's like, man, yay. Uh, man, like my, you know, my, my overheads are big, you know, and, and from mortgages to, to payrolls to, you know, utilities for a building like this and all types of stuff. So 
you know, so the, the disadvantage is that like ha having something like this keep going every month is a pretty damn big undertaking, right? Now, if you're smaller, uh, you probably also, you know, have other issues, which is maybe probably harder to generate leads and income. And are you going to be able to bust, bounce back from it? And, you know, obviously, like everybody's in a different space dealing with this same issue and trying to figure out how to, you know, navigate through this time and, and, and truly weather the storm. So um, I'm, I'm more than, I don't know, like if, if you guys want to kind of roll into like, or hear what we did more specifically. Yeah. Um, what, what, yeah, I was going to say the reason why is because like we kind of talked about Mark and Chad, but like we're saying kind of like those big box gyms are going to be able to weather it a lot differently. And the smaller gyms might be able to, because like you said, overhead's low. So you can get like a bank loan for 20 grand and float yourself for whatever. For like sure. Yeah. Four months. But it's, it's more like companies like yours where they're kind of in that middle where overhead is a lot. This hurts a lot more in the sense that you, especially when you're not bringing in that revenue. So you take a big hit. So it's just, it's just interesting that you say, cause it kind of echoes what we are. Probably of uh, Steve Nash fitness in BC, right? British Columbia is North of you. They've already folded. They just like right off the hop. They just like let everybody go. They said, this is permanent. And I think that you alluded to opportunities and I'll say this really quickly. Uh, the owner of the facility that uh, evolved that I contract out of, he's being proactive in all this stuff. He's already looking at, the lease spaces and other locations in British Columbia, the old, the Steve Nash's as they start to go under. And we also know that there's going to be, sadly, and the reality is a lot of businesses aren't going to survive this. There's going to be a lot of available commercial real estate space. Rents and, and rates are going to go down. So there's going to be opportunities on the other side of this. That's not, cold, that's cold comfort just for people who are really struggling right now. But if you're a big picture thinker, there will always be embedded opportunities in anything like this, just like the stock market, right? The whole buy low thing. But anyway, I mean, for, for sure. And like what, what I want to address is like, I, I hopefully I can give some useful uh, stuff to everybody, right? Like uh, what I don't want from this is to be like, oh, well, you know, crusty performance or vigor ground, you know, you guys are been around for a while and you're bigger and da, 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 right? Like I really want to just kind of give as much of, of everything that I think and we're doing that can help anybody and everybody. So, um, and also just, you know, stuff that we share with, with, with our coaching clients that have helped them. And, you know, some of them have 30 clients, some of them have 80, hundred, you know, so th those type of scenarios. So, I mean, number one, my first thought process was we're going to keep the show going. So, you know, what did people hire us for? I mean, you know, what's the jobs to be done of why people hired us? And it was, well, I mean, different reasons, but all in the scope of, I want to feel better. I want to look better. I want to perform better. I want to build my confidence, right? Like, okay, so you hired us as coaches. We're going to continue coaching. So within 24 hours, we were completely virtual in, you know, 16 virtual live classes. So we do six, we basically have a schedule online for live training. Um, our whole team so has responsibilities. So we do team trainings. We do mobility live. We do, you know, some of the coaches do it from home. Some come into the gym and video here. Uh, I mean, I'm running three, three a week uh, and I do it with, like, so right now I'm perpetually fucking sore 24 seven doing like nine, 10 fucking training sessions a week. And I'm looking to become like, come like Ivan Drago out of this whole situation. Hopefully we'll see. Um, and, um, but my, but the point of it is that like, you know, we, we really turned the corner so fast that like our members were, were just like, we thought like it was so smooth that we thought like you guys had been planning it for months. Um, but really it was just, you know, sitting down and going like, guys, this is what we're going to do. You know, 
okay, can you take this and this and this time? Yes. Can you take this and this and this time? Yes. Can you do this, 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 and yes. Okay, you can't do this. Who's going to do this? Boom, 24 hours. We got a schedule. I create a schedule inside a new Facebook group and we go through Zoom and we go through live. And I mean, it's a class schedule like there was at the gym. Um, we rented out all the, I mean, I know a lot of people talked about this. I think that we did it even before anybody even started talking about it. We rented out equipment like to everybody that was a semi. So we kind of did a tier system, right? So if, if they were semi-private, they got first dibs. Um, if, if they're on a smart group person training, they got second dibs. And then team training will get stuff too. But we said yes to everybody pretty much. And um, the people that did semi-private training would continue with semi-private training, getting custom programs built with the equipment that they got. So if they got two bells and a slider, you know, the, the coach would build their program and they still do daily check-ins. But now all of a sudden beyond daily check-ins, those semi-privates also do Zoom semi-private training and happy hours. So every week there's a happy hour, you know, the drink consumption has gone up. I'm okay. With it. Uh, you know, I'm clients. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll send you a bottle of Slovenia vodka or some shit. I don't know. But, uh, it, you know, so we, we tried to really, you know, and, and the conversation with the team was guys, let's, we're, we're doing what we're, we've been doing. We're going to continue doing it. But now we just have a handicap in that we can't do it at the gym. Um, but how can we continue to deliver this as best as we can? Um, you know, I, I got a lot of like, you know, within two weeks, I bought more software for digital shit than I ever have. Mm. Started studying stuff. You know, we do B live streams. I've got something called Sling Studio, which we're going to test out this Saturday, which is a streaming software with multiple cameras. We're going to do a charity boot camp with that and play producer, you know. Um, and that was, that was our premise. And, you know, honestly, up until now, we've kept, uh, I, I'm very, and first of all, like, let me just say that I'm beyond grateful and I could probably shed a tear talking about this right now. So I'm going to keep it short so I don't get too emotional is that we have such an incredible community of, of members, uh, that we're probably at 93% of our membership right now. Um, continuing. Right. And like, and we know, you know, as, as time goes by, we're having people that are losing jobs and, dealing with each individual situation individually. Um, but we're controlling what we can control. And, and, you know, what we can control is like, like every week we have a, a call, a team call. It's a happy, like the first 30 minutes, we kind of talk about what to do, what's going on, this, that, the other. And then, you know, that we all have some drinks and, 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 and get married uh, with, with the team um, and just, you know, just kind of have fun and laugh, which I think is really important at this point in time. And, you know, the, the, the conversation is always, how can we continue to do better stuff? What are clients saying to us or specific coaches that we can improve on? You know, like I've started doing even more live Q and A's answering questions. If anybody needs anything, the answer is just yes, all the fucking time right now. Um, and you know, the support has been amazing. Both, you know, the members are like, we don't know what we do without you that, you know, this is keeping us sane, this connection, like it's, it's brought the team more together than ever. It's brought the, the gym more together than ever. And, and I do think a big part of that is the stuff that happened before, you know, for years and years and years in our culture. So I don't think that's a one week fix type of thing. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that's a, uh, Hey guys, do that this, this week and everything will be okay. Because I've, I've heard horror stories. I mean, I've heard gyms that, you know, literally within a week, you know, 60% of, or 50% of people were like, man, can't freeze me, cancel me. Um, no conversation, you know? And, and, uh, and I think the power of those three C's that I talk about, you know, in my presentations, which is coaching culture and customer experience are, are the things that build up this value that now allows us to, to continue this going. 
um, the way that we have. So I'm, you know, beyond, you know, hashtag blessed, but to, to, to be where we are, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough, but I, I do believe that anybody can do this, right? Um, I've, you know, we used to have a, a monthly call with the Slovenian gym. Now it's a daily call trying to solve some problems, you know, with my brother. And, and, and I said, guys, listen, I, I, you need to call everybody back. That's a semi-private, they're froze and offer them like explain what's going on and explain the importance of, you know, obviously continuing things both from the side of them getting their results, but also from the gym being there once everything is done. And they started doing zoom semi-privates and a lot of people, I think they got like 25, 30 people back already. And they're like, Hey, this is great. You know? Um, so this can be done on a small scale on a big scale. What I'm talking about, you know, if you have eight clients, right, you can do this as well. Uh, maybe you, you have, you know, maybe you adjust the fees. Maybe you don't, you know, um, I, that's a conversation that, that, you know, has multiple layers, but I, I, you know, there's stuff that we said, Hey, you know, for people that would ask us, it's like afterwards, if they were doing one semi-private a week for the next two, two to three months, we'll give them two. If they're doing two, we'll give them three afterwards. So how can we just add so much value that when it's all said and done that people will be like, man, they gave us more than we gave them. Like, that's how, that's my whole thought process, you know, and, and I'll do whatever. I mean, right. You know, today, I mean, we had, we had members and, and, and team, you know, uh, dropping off groceries to our, our older members. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, listen, I'm going to Costco. Anybody, you know, put in a group, anybody need anything, you know, people driving around eggs and toilet paper and shit. I mean, it was nuts, you know? So, and we're still, we're still in that phase where if somebody called me right now, and said, hey, listen, I'm in trouble. I need whatever, eight rolls of toilet paper and, and, uh, and I don't know, a pack of eggs. I'm, I'm rolling out, man. You know, I'd be like, hey, guys, listen, I got to go. Like that's, but you know, that's the kind of, I guess that the, the, the feeling that the people have to have to be part of something like this and be part of something bigger. Because, you know, I, I did this video and I was joking around. I said, guys, listen, if, if this is the beginning of the end and we're going to, you know, the walking dead, we're going to be that fucking town that kills everybody else. You understand? you know and everybody's laughing and stuff but i'm like that's that's my mentality though you know it's like it's it's us right rises one it's us against you know against against them in a sense um as far as the community and the tribal aspect of it so you know this is i think this is kind of one of those times where it's you we've all read it but you know culture fucking will absolutely always destroy the nexus and those and strategies and i i think the people that are um i would say being able to weather the storm have put in the time and work, you know, over the years to make that the foundation of their business. And hopefully this is a big learning lesson, you know, to why that is so fucking important. I want to jump onto that point. I was going to say the same thing and I wanted to make sure you grab it home. This stuff wasn't stuff that you constructed within, like you said, a week. This was an ingrained cultural attitude and the stuff you had built and have been around for years and allowed you to shift when you needed to. So like you said, if people take a look at this and go, I want to be able to survive whatever the fucking hell comes next. Cause next, there's something that I haven't said publicly yet, but next time a bunch of people sneeze funny in like the hills of Bangladesh, there's going to be a certain portion of the governments of the world that are going to shut, want to shut everything down again, because this is the first time we've seen this crap because they didn't react fast enough. So there's no guarantees Next time that, you know, a flu season is, and I'm not downplaying COVID, but the next time that something else sort of starts kicking up somewhere in some part of the world, there are going to be certain people saying, oh, we got to cancel flights and what have you. 
this may be a new reality. So guess what? You better be able to fucking deal with this again in our lifetime in the worst case scenario. And we don't even know how long this, this sucker is going to ride up. This might be rolling starts and stops or restricted access to large group gatherings for fucking 12, 18 months, right? So Jesus Christ, you're going to need something special to survive that as a business owner. But anyway, back to what you're saying. I was going to say, let's, let's get Pete's like, so I guess Luca basically gave his, but he's in a different scenario. So what was, I guess, your first plan of attack or what have you done kind of instantly? Cause I think the biggest thing with both of you we're hearing is like, you were ready to act almost immediately and you already built that culture. So what does that look like for Cressy performance? Well, culture is definitely going to carry us through. Um, we're in a, a world of difference. So I, I think maybe even on this podcast in the past, we discussed my take on, on building a business that's recession proof. And I said that what we learned inadvertently upon launching in 2007 and then through 08, 09 was that taking care of young athletes effectively recession proofs your business because when it comes time to cut, parents cut their own expense. So, so dad might cancel his Equinox membership, but he's not going to take little Johnny's strength training away because he's trying to keep up with the Joneses in the strength training world. So that was wonderful. Great lesson. I came on and I told everybody, this is what we learned. Um, that's exactly what's kicking us in the teeth right now. And so our, what we did so well to prevent us from, from fiscal implosion, uh, independent of a pandemic, a lockdown, uh, isn't helping us at all because we've worked so hard to individualize and carry unique equipment selection and have a uniquely talented team for, for information and material that does not translate well to zoom. Like I don't, I don't care how effective your lighting is, your cameras, your ability to roll tech out. You can't do hands-on arm care in <laughs> from your living room while the other guys on the other end of the screen. So we quickly said to ourselves, all right, let's be at peace with that. We're not going to reinvent our whole business tonight. We've got, we've got over a decade of experience. We have that culture, that cachet of, of credibility. And, and thankfully, we're, our owners are in a position where we can say, hey, a couple bad months are a couple bad months. Are we, going to, are we going to change who we are? Are we going to change our identity just so that we don't get kicked in the teeth for eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever that may be? So we're taking a much bigger, uh, I'd say, longer term vision of the fact that we knew business was going off a cliff right now, whether the world came to a halt like it did or not. So um, I was at peace with losing 80% of my revenues, like instantaneously almost. Oh, hang tight. I got a little one during quarantine sneaking in. Hey, got to get out, bud. <laughs> Tell mommy that I'm. You already busy. warned us before you got here. Like I did give you a heads up that the homeschooling's not going well, but a, a pretty much naked three-year-old just rolled in. <laughs> so, um, where was my head at? Oh, <laughs> apologies. Filming too, so like it was good it didn't get on camera. Yeah, I totally went off track there, though. Um, I think my primary takeaway is that what Luca's doing is brilliant, and it took more foresight than you would think. Uh, but beyond that. Is this, is this your way? <laughs> yes, it is, buddy. <laughs> this is real, guys. <laughs> your listeners Not are family. That's a, th a three-year-old holding his underwear in front of me, asking if he's got it facing the right direction. <laughs> but <laughs> my Tuesday, shit. Yeah. So, what I was going to say is that everybody listening who does not run a performance training facility should listen to everything Luca is saying. Anyone who is super niched 
and is taking care of a very sports specific demo, accept the fact that this is going to be really rough and don't, don't change your, your training model and methodology so drastically that you lose touch with your identity of who you are on the backside of this, because we're, I'm just not going to pretend that you can get exceptional virtual baseball specific strength and conditioning for big leaguers. Now we can help you, we can help you stay afloat, you know, maintain a certain level of athleticism and you can do a lot of cool shit with body weight exercise and, and a little bit of limited equipment, but I'm not going to pretend that our services carry the same value that they did when you were inside of my space. So we got a good deal of our in-house clients on distance-based program design based on the equipment they had, but we, we discounted it almost 50% of what we traditionally charge for distance-based program design. Cause that's all it, it's just, it's so different. It's not a, it's not a fat loss community. It's not a, you know, extend your lifespan and, and get your mental health right. These are kids who think that you need to have a GCB in your house to get an effective training session in. Like if I don't have a safety squat bar, I'm not even going to bother. And so we're, we're weathering a different storm. And thankfully for us, we have programs out through the summer and into the fall that, that require advanced payments, deposits, things to participate in that continue to roll in and hopefully will not need to be refunded. And if they are, we will figure out ways to deliver alternative services in that place if we can. But we have cash flow that typically comes this time of year in the form of pre-registration stuff that will basically mean that maybe July, August isn't as exceptionally profitable as it usually is, but I'm not laying anybody off. Everybody's getting their full paycheck indefinitely. So that's the way we're doing it. it I think that's a really, so something that Pete said that I, I actually, regardless of, you know, because once again, I mean, our, our, I said the majority of our, say like 80% of the people in our gym are for sure, you know, kind of look better, feel better. Um, 20% are perform better, like meaning specifically high school, college, pro athletes, um, you know, people of that nature. But I, you do, you do make a good point, which I, I want to piggyback on, which is, you know, don't because I've seen this happen by the way right because the fear and that shock makes people uh not things think things out a lot and it becomes I've seen this for instance right oh shit oh shit oh shit we're doing virtual training it's 49 bucks a month right and and that can take you away from the identity also regardless if it's not in the performance space uh and people said what are you guys doing right now to sell I said nothing zero uh, now, look, I'll also explain that for some people, that's not an option. I'll talk about that a little bit too. But my, like, my whole focus is on like, my team and our clients. That's it. That's fucking it. How can we serve them better? How can we, you know, how can we, weathering the storm to me is how can we reduce that attrition throughout the weeks and months? Really, like that's what it is in the contingency plans. And hopefully, you know, everybody contingency plan is everything from, the cash flow that you already have, you know, I, I mean, I went like week before week one, I, you know, I called my accountant and said, listen, where's all the places that I can pull the money out of that's going to keep us afloat and make sure we're still good and still have operations. And just like the, give me just in case one, two, three, four, you know, like six, just in cases, you know, um, even if I got to, you know, go back to being a stick up boy or something like that, you know, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> I, you know, don't, it's, it's like every contingency plan there is. 
And, you know, and once I had that in place, I was like, okay, cool. This, you know, I kind of thought it out like, okay, if it gets really shitty, here's, you know, here's how far we can go. This will be really hard on me, but, but hey, I'm, I'm so invested in this and committed to this, you know, that like, there's no way, like some people are like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to shut down and like keep them, you know, but I'm, I'm like, man, this is so much bigger than me. Like, this is more than a business to me. It's more than a business to you know, the people and the community and everything else, like there never was a question of I'll do whatever it takes. So I think you got to get your contingency plans in place, you know, and then I think that it's smarter to focus on how to serve the people that you have and weather the storm than to, because look, your energy is going to go somewhere. And I, I saw people like instantly start selling super hard. And what it does too is like, you know, and, and I'm not against sales. I don't think you're a bad person, uh, you know, whatever. But, but I do think that what ends up happening is that, one, you kind of can start losing the identity of who you are. You can create some, this contrast and uncomfortable feeling between your current people and new people. And I, I don't know. So it's like my, my whole thing was like, man, really focus on number one, on the people. And then number two, if you are going to launch something, which we may, you know, launch, because we have people hitting us up like, hey, I want to do your virtual training. And we're pretty much for a whole month have been like, nope, this is just for our current members right now thinking it through that if we actually do something, we'll probably end up making it something that's going to be charitable for, for the community. So, you know, Hey, we're doing an eight week online virtual program. You know, here's how much it is. We're going to give hundred percent of proceeds to local businesses in need. And then afterwards, you know, convert those people into regular members, but here we are doing something for the community and it's a differentiator between like, no, Hey, we're going to give you this, you know, cheaper version of a, of a membership. I don't want to do that. So there's a lot of different ways to think that through. And, and one of the things that I really wanted to bring to the forefront is this, right? You have a, you know, chaos, chaos brings out character, you know, and, and in this chaos, there's the way that you operate as a, as a person, as a, as a business will tell like, you know, what type of person and business you are. And that can be a massive plus down the line, or it can be a massive minus down the line. And so, you know, I made a decision. I was like, the first thing that we're going to do is like, we're going to be more, even more involved in the community than we already are. And we are very, very involved in the community. But it was like day one, hey, all the smoothies at FitBar for the rest of April are free. All you got to do is come in and say it, you know, and basically the kids that can't afford it, low-income families, we're just like, hey, healthy nutrition smoothies, literally just come in and and say it and we're going to give it to you. And we're paying, like basically FitBar obviously funded a bunch of it. I funded a bunch of money into it. We had like protein and chocolate bars. We're just hanging out, still are. Uh, and then one of my things was like, we've done charity boot camps every Saturday for 11 years. And I, I was like, there's, I, there's no way we're going to break this streak. So we went online and did it for free. And we just asked people to donate. Um, and we, every week we do a different one. We did rent and raise uh, for Kids Foundation. We had 240 people training live with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, on on the vigor ground fitness uh, page uh and raised over a thousand bucks and i mean it has like fifty thousand views now it's 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 nuts so you know talk about talk about branding and marketing where you're doing something good and we're doing it every single saturday now and it's always for local charities and supporting local people so you know the thing is that the, the the community will know the community will recognize you know like what you're doing i promise you that and we're just trying to find every way to give you know, pay things forward, be involved, give to people that need it more than we do. And, and, and like, hey, look, we, we need help too. But I, I think that 
you do a lot better. First of all, I feel a lot better doing stuff for others and helping. Um, and I think from a standpoint of when people go like, hey, when shit hit the fan, these guys were there handing out meals, handing out smoothies, going down and helping, you know, feed the kids and helping rent and raise and helping all in Seattle.org. And right, like that's the type of business that you are when shit hits the fan. And I, and I do feel that like, as a, like if you're an individual, a coach, or if you do have a business, if you start doing more of that, your mental, your, your mental health will be better. Your mental and emotional health will be better, guaranteed. And I promise you when this is over and it will be over, like you will be in a better place as a business and as a business in your community. Um, and I know it's a hard thing to do, but once you can flip the switch on that, it'll change your life. And you know, guys, I mean, I've talked about this so much, you know, the go giver book and you know, the, the way that I try to operate and, and, um, I, I, I can sound foo-foo-ish sometimes, but I promise you that that shit is real, you know, it, it real from a standpoint of how it makes you feel. If you don't get anything back, it's, it, I do it every day for the rest of my life, but it does like really, really build up and it will help you out. And it's like, and it's also, be, I think that a lot of that work is now showing up for us where you know we're we're becoming a um, a leader in, in in a in a community where the chamber of commerce is coming to us, you know, and I don't even I don't even have a cham uh, chamber of commerce membership anymore, you know. The CEO hits me up, he's like, "Hey, we need help with some stuff," and uh, and now I'm on all the Zoom calls and we're we're working on a bunch of different things. But it's because they're like, "Hey, like these guys really do want to help," so we're gonna reach out to them, and and my answer is always yes, you know, yes, absolutely. So I. You know, I just think it's something that you really should strongly consider doing right now in these times uh, that will be will be good for you and everybody else. I, I think on top of that, what you're saying is that you're not pivoting. You're not changing your identity. You're doubling down on what you were already known Absolutely. for. So you're, you're basically reinforcing what I was saying, which is don't don't be something that you're not. And and the reason that I, I love that approach is because you're taking a long vision. You're, you're not asking yourself, how do I make money tomorrow? You're asking yourself, how do I look at the end of this? How does the community view our business with the backside of this? How do our clients kind of take inventory of what they saw over the last couple months? What, what is your reputation in their mind? And so that's, that's maybe not directly kind of how it would be interpreted when I said, don't just declare that suddenly we're an online yeah. business. Come, come get it. I'm throwing 10 different things at the wall to see what sticks just be who you are. And that's what you guys are doing. And it's awesome. The reason that I implore people to take that short or that, that long-term approach that you're doing, which is service your people and your staff and the rest will figure itself out is because right now, as I mean, anybody who has a Facebook account, literally anyone, not just fitness professionals has 37 different people teaching them how to do push-ups in their feed. And, and the reality is that, nobody with the exception of maybe like the personal trainer development center or something, you know, Goodman and his crew, nobody has accrued any type of online training loyalty to this point. Okay. So clients are, they're sampling, they're tire kicking like you wouldn't believe. And so right now, I think the reality is we're going to find ourselves needing online training to be a part of our model off and on periodically over the next 12 to 18 months. And if not in perpetuity, but, Nailing it in weeks one to six is far less important than having a polished product that stands above 
the next go around in my opinion, because yeah. right now I'm watching it with my wife. I mean, she can't, she can't go to our gym and we're dabbling with some of the online training for our strength campers and things like that. But the reality is she's trying a bunch of different classes with friends and she did one and she said, oh, that's pretty good. And then another friend says, Hey, I'm doing this, this virtual yoga class tomorrow you want in. And she's like, sure, why not? Let's do it. She has no loyalty to anybody, anyone. And in the end, what is going to happen is the cream is going to rise to the top. And at the back end of this, if we, if we come to another cycle where we're in a, a, you know, a quarantine of sorts, or they're taking us down to five, 10 person group capacities, and you're just not doing group training anymore. She's going to ask herself, what was the cleanest product with the most solid experience from the kind of consumer end? And that's the one who's going to get that business for the next year. So right now, don't, declare yourself an online guru this afternoon, launch a class tonight and then be pissed because your retention numbers suck because you did it to yourself. You just, you didn't polish anything up. Meanwhile, Luca and his team have earned the right and the trust from their clients to say, Hey, we're going to figure this shit out in front of you. We're going to deliver an experience. Some's going to be great. Some of it's not going to be that awesome. They're going to be some glitches and we're going to acknowledge it when it's not great. And we're going to double down on the stuff that is, well, they've earned the right to do that. He's, he has their trust. They know the kind of person he is and that they're going to make good on it in the end. So he's not going to have attrition issues like the person who said on Monday morning, you know what, I'm going to have an online business by Friday night. And then they can't figure out why 87% of the people who tried a class this week didn't sign up for next week. I think it's helpful for businesses like Lucas. And that's, we kind of talked about it with Mark and Chad was that this whole like two, three week deer in the headlights period everyone rushed in to do on, go online and it made the people who were already doing it well look better and then people like luca who jump on day one and have the resources to put a good product out they stand out and it's just it's it's a good and bad thing i think it's bad because some people might get some pretty shitty programs but on the other end it, it does the cream's gonna rise to the top at the end of this so it'll be interesting to see what happens you, you know what i, I think, think I, I was uh, you know if I jump in because I, I had a thought that was, uh, I was actually talking to Bornstein about this as far as like, you know, what's going to happen afterwards. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh man, people are not going to want to go to the gyms anymore. <laughs> like, I legitimately could cough, you know, don't trip out guys. Yeah. <laughs> I could cough like laughing from shit like that because I'm like, do you know, like our members are banging their head against the wall on the day that we come back. And I will absolutely fucking throw the biggest party I've ever thrown. And you know, I like throwing parties. So I already told them that shit, but that I, I think gyms, the right gyms, the gyms that survive in the right gym with the right culture are actually going to get a, a, a lot of influx and it will be good. Uh, that that's absolutely happening. I won't believe anything else. There's no fucking way. Um, but I, I do think what I think what's going to suffer is like higher end online coaching. Now, not for everybody, because what Pete was talking about, and he makes a really great point, is this. All the stuff that worked to make a great business, online and offline, is still going to be the thing that's going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's, There's not like this crazy pivot in everything where all of a sudden it takes all these different things to be successful online. No, like you have to be great at the shit that you do. Like people are going to, now if there's millions more online coaches, you're going to have to create positioning and authority and we could go into a week long, you know, discussion about what does that. But the point of it is 
that, you know, I still haven't launched online coaching for Luca, right? I do a little bit of here, there for, for the end fitness. People reach out to me. I, I give a high price point because I've worked with very few people that I actually want to work with. And most people say yes, right? But, and, and I've spent a ton of money building a custom app and all this other stuff for a year and a half that we still haven't launched. And I've shot hundreds of really high level videos, blah, 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 right? So my point is that when we do, we've done so much work and, you know, I've spent years building an audience on the different channels and a ton of work, like, you know, I mean, thousands of videos, like legitimately, right? And so now if things work out, it's like, okay, well, all this stuff was done. It wasn't just like, hey, by the way, I want to go online and said guru is going to teach me how to get 98 clients in two weeks. I was like, okay, how come I'm not seeing those fucking ads anymore? Absolutely. <laughs> like, what, what happened? You were, you were killing it. And now when everything's online, you can't help the online people anymore. It's crazy, right? So like, look, business is business, offline, online. Uh, I mean, are there differences? Sure. But like the principles honestly are not that the path of a lead to client, you know, that goes through this, this process is very much similar gaining awareness and creating, you know, uh, like I said, building a relationship online is very similar to offline and, and people like there's a human way to create relationships. And a lot of the online stuff kind of just fucking throws it out the window. Right. But if, if I met a girl for the first time, I wouldn't go like, Hey, listen, what are we going to name our kid? That's like tripping out. You know, that, 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 that's not a normal process. You go, Hey, let's go for coffee. And then maybe like, can I get your number? Let's go to the movies. And, and so you still got to do that. It doesn't matter what change. You still got to do that. And you got to, and I think that like now online, you're going to have to do it even better because supply and demand, more demand. I mean, really more, more supply, honestly, some, somewhat than there is demand, right? If you think about it now. And, and that's why I said the, the higher end on average, people are now like, well, shit, I can get like workouts daily for 30 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month. There's all these apps and platforms and, you know, I mean, look, I'll be straight up. Like I give away free shit. That's probably, you know, every day that's probably better than some of the paid stuff that I've seen. So of course you're going to, you're going to get this thought process of people going like, man, like why would I pay 300, 400 bucks a month for this? Now the, the top 5%, three to 5% that are outliers that have built the authority and positioning will be able to do that because people will reach out to them and go like, Hey, absolutely. I want an online program from, from, from Cressy. That's going to help me improve my performance um on you know on the field or whatever else right like i mean that that's that's what you guys have spent fuck like you know a decade and a half doing right vigor is 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 positioned because we've spent you know over a decade getting results and doing so much work and so i just want to you know encourage people to think more from the standpoint of this okay if your goal is to you know it's kind of like the mentality if your goal is to get more followers, right? That's the intent or more audience. What's going to happen is that you're probably going to make a mediocre product at best or mediocre content. But if your focus and intent is to make great, excellent stuff that's useful for the audience, you're probably going to get the followers and the, and the clients. So it's a different intent. And if, right? So I don't know if you just gave me a technical there, Andrew. I'll give you the time because Pete's got two minutes and he's got a hard stop. So I want to make sure we just gave Pete a chance to 
like say kind of his final word. They're going to come back to you and I'm going to let you roll because you, you got <laughs> like you gave him a technical. Like you totally did. Yeah, I, I'm looking at I'm looking oh, at I'm like, I'm like, out, just, but that's it. Yeah, you guys fucking tech me up right now. Here's, <laughs> that's it. How else would we interact with you, Luca? Aren't you our basketball guy? <laughs> Great point. Uh, I will. I will say this. Um, building off of what Luca said, you need to be thinking proactively as opposed to reactively in getting into the online space. So if you're trying to get into online right now, um, I think you should be worried about the next round of when it's needed, because if you aren't, you should be really worried about what Luca and I are going to roll out when that time comes, because I'll tell you what, we're not going to get caught (laughs) confused, flustered and unprepared the next time. And we are collectively as a team, and myself and my business partner, Eric, and, and the people that we work with, we are going to have something that's going to make us a force on the internet if and when we all get shut down again. And so you can you can throw a bunch of garbage out there, mediocrity, but I promise you we're going to roll in with something eventually that is, is going to be a product that's going to be competitive at, in the top 10% of the space. Cause I'm not going to, I'm not going to roll anything out unless it is. We're not, we're not looking to compete on average. We've positioned ourselves as a price leader and, and a unique 1% product. I'm not jumping into anything unless I think that we're going to be in the top 10% the day we get there. And I know Lucas is going to be there as well. And so whatever you're not seeing right now from the brands that you're aware of competing in this online space during a unique lockdown time, if we do find ourselves rolling in and out of these in any capacity in the next three, six, 12, 15, 18 months, you're going to, you're going to be competing with the likes of vigor in a way that you aren't right now. And, and it's going to sting if you're not thinking bigger picture than you are this week, next week, tomorrow, yada, 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 if that makes sense. Yeah. I love that you're like super cutthroat in your closing statement. It's the best. (laughs) We're going to, we're going to play to win. I'll I'll go ahead and say right now, I was unprepared to be an online business. I'm a brick and mortar business owner, but it doesn't mean I'm not prepared to compete. It's just that if I'm going to play, I'm going to play to win. And right now we're not positioned to thrive in that. So we're experimenting. We're seeing what kind of feedback we get from our existing clientele who, like I said with Luca, are trusting and willing to deliver honest, direct feedback. But when we come out, we're going to come out swinging. And so uh, it's it doesn't mean I'm going to reinvent my business around it, but it does mean that I'm going to educate my clients on, hey, here's what a, a bare bones home gym needs to look like for you indefinitely. And you want to buy the the CSP kettlebell band package and you want to outfit your home properly, here's the kit. We partnered with Perform Better. Here's what it looks like. Here's my inventory. It's in Eric's basement across the street. Like that, that's the kind of stuff we're going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that my clients are, are preparing with <laughs> the mentality that they need a bunker. And, but they're going to know, like, here's the, here's the C-level kit. Here's the B-level. And then here's the dude who's got a collegiate power rack in his basement and, and has all of the extras that you need. But at a, at a bare minimum, I'm going to aspire to have a pretty considerable chunk of my clientele having that C-level kit on hand. And we're going to be ready to roll when that time comes. That's like, honestly, I think that'll be super helpful for people. Like as business owners to kind of look, because basically you're looking at how do I make in-home training better and, Mm -hmm. and able to scale it because like, so it's not individual for everything. It's individual to the package you have. Like that's actually brilliant. (laughs) Sure. And you're going to make money off of it. Good job, man. These people, uh, let you go 
Luca, we're going to get you rolling. There's something I was going to throw in too. Um, you keep talking about this idea of doubling down. And I think I mentioned earlier how like there's going to be stuff, uh, businesses like what a business in this fitness business gyms, but you're also, I believe firmly, you're going to see trainers who are going to flee our industry because they're going to f- flee the illusion that this is a very unstable, very insecure I means traders and the best of times are worried about their income. It's not always stable. And I think it, we have such an ability. We've talked about this to pivot to, I think we're more robust than we believe. I think there are just so many ways that we can maneuver to adjust when we have a few less clients. You know, we don't lose it all in one shot, uh, except for fucking pandemic, which is once in a lifetime thing. So I think the trainers are going to flee, and I think that's a mistake. But there's going to be more room in our industry. Sure, demand will be down temporarily, but look at what this disease is doing to people. It's disproportionately affecting people who are obese, who have comorbid factors like heart disease, uh, high blood pressure, uh, other lifestyle diseases like uh, diabetes, so uh, smokers. So there's going to be some push towards getting healthier. There's going to be demand that will grow back into for our services. And I think there will be a large number of people who will have gone out of business or who, who will have fled our industry. There is so much opportunity there. And for me personally, like I'm mostly in-person training. I am going to double down pretty hard on doing that better than ever. I've got to have some robustness to whether it's more virtual stuff, make myself available there. That's what I've been doing. But I am going to double down on the thing that I believe a lot of people are going to be getting out of my way because they're scared of this happening again. Can I tee you guys up one more time? Yep. Thank you for having me. I am in a rollout, and I'm sure Luca's going to smash on elaborating on that. Uh, but I, I really appreciate you all, and uh, I hope to connect with you soon. Really appreciate you, brother. Take care, guys. All right, Joe. Luca, floor is yours, my friend. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I hope that, like the, you know, that the main premise of this. I know our conversation, you know, obviously it's hard to not have a conversation of talking about virtual and adaptations. There's nothing in this world that I'm not even more sure of than I was before, if it's even possible. And that like, like gyms are centered, like they're beyond like the, the, like the, once I, once again, I say gyms, I mean, gyms that have the right cultures and the right communities and tribes are so much more than, um, you know, and I pride myself and, and we pride ourselves on the quality of our coaching and the results that we get and, you know, how good we are at the stuff that we do. But it, in a time like now, I, I realize it's so much more, you know, the community and the environment that the social, the social aspect of it and, you know, the, the, the bonding between the people is, it's priceless. You can't, you can't put a price on it. And, you know, when, when, I think that a lot of people are like, oh, we got to shift. We got to shift online because I, I believe in multiple revenue streams. I think as a business, that's a smart thing. And in, a, in and of itself, uh, I've spent a long time having multiple revenue streams. I'm going to continue to build more. And, but man, like, I, you know, when you say double, I'm going to quadruple, if that's even a fucking word, uh, down on, on, you know, on, on the gym, man. Like, and, and honestly, like, I'll, I'm very open about my thoughts and beliefs around the direction that we're going. Like, you know, when, when we open back up, like when we get the 300 members, like I'm willing to shut it down, meaning just have 300 and serve those people at the highest level, continue to innovate and then teach on different platforms and stuff that we're doing. Uh, because I, I, like I would rather continue to get better and better and better and serve these, you know, 
the, the this family of ours um, then go like, let's get to 500. Let's open another gym. Let's like, I want to go into that shit. Right. But I want to continue to get better as a team and then give platforms to my team to do more content and have like, I mean, there's a whole world of stuff in here that, you know, uh, that, but, but I want to, I want to make my team and our people successful and that's it. But I, I mean, I think that everybody should, yeah, double, triple, quadruple down on, on the physical aspect of training because now we realize, right. When you, when you get it taken away, you're like, fuck, I took, I took that for granted. Holy shit. How much do I miss that? Holy shit. How much in person into exactly what Pete was saying. Right. Like, and I believe that too. Don't, don't get it twisted. There's, there's, it's not like we can't have a realistic discussion about if I'm training somebody through zoom or the dopest software on the planet versus me standing there coaching the person. It's, it's a fuck. It's like being on earth and being on Pluto, you know, it's, it's, but there is a, how do we do it the best that we possibly can online? Yes, there is that discussion. And I do think there's value. And I think there's a lot of value, but there, there's nothing like in this world that, that can touch this, like I said, physical interaction of coaching because there's so many layers and levels to it. And that's why I think it would be fucking crazy. You know, if you're truly committed to, to being a coach in this industry, I, I, I implore you to not have any thoughts of like, Oh man, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm out of here because if you're a great coach, first of all, we need, we've all, we've already needed a lot of great coaches. Okay. Now it's like, we need more of them more than ever. And so I probably, that's part of my mission is like, man, the, the, the coaching side of stuff to the, to the business end is not, yeah, for sure. Is it also an income thing for me? Yeah, absolutely. But honestly, that's not the, the most, like I lead from the, the, the part of let me share this stuff so we can get more great people to be successful. Cause that's what's needed in this industry. It really, really is like, it's, it's people that make better income because they're great. They're great at what they do. They're helping people. They're making an impact, but they're, they're making good money and they're having a true career so they don't have to leave. And I think now, first of all, there's going to be a ton of opportunities. Yes. But if you are that great coach, man, like know that like we'll get through this and we are going to weather the storm and times will be, not only good, but great. You know, when, Hey, I, I don't know. Nobody knows, but they will be And And I promise you like the stock market where people pull out and they, they, they run away and they, like, there's going to be a lot of that going on too. And it's going to leave space for the people that are doing it right. And that are truly committed to this. And it, it's not a roller coaster thing. It's not like a, Oh shit, I can't have a million people on Instagram and be an influencer. Well, then I'm going to go somewhere else. That's not the people that we, we, we need in this industry. We need the people that are truly, truly, you know, it's a, it's, it's a vocation. They're committed to their craft and, and their communities and their clients and their teams. And, and then, you know, we actually can almost create a new industry that's even better. Well, that's kind of where maybe we take it because so imagine the future. But like, like you said, I don't think personal training is going anywhere. Like there's a reason why adherence is up when people come into those physical locations. Cause it's like, like you said, it's, it's Pluto and Pluto and earth. But how much of this stuff do you think you're going to include back in like when everything's kind of settled? Because a lot of this online stuff too, isn't bad. And especially if you're doing no. it well. So where do you see it fitting with the physical stuff as we kind of merge those two going into the future? I'll just, I'll just let you know what, you know, the things that I've seen. I mean, first of all, you know, when we went, we went virtual, um, I, 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 like we have probably, we average, I think it's trickled down a little bit, but still like, between 16 to 25 people every single class online, which is 
pretty damn good, you know, for 16 classes a week. Uh, some, I mean, at the beginning it was like, I, I'd have, you know, 40 plus in my too, but like, uh, it's, it's pretty damn good. Like the alternative is great. Right. So one of the first thing that I started seeing was like, you know what, you know, vigor has become a brand like virtual training is an option, right? Like we should make it an option to the world where it's a lot more affordable. You know, it's in that, you know, think on demand, right? Live, but then also on demand. Uh, you know, we have a kettlebell training class and we have a bodyweight training class and we have a mobility class, which we're doing virtually online right now. And if you want to be part of the Vigor Ground virtual training, it's, you know, 69 bucks a month or 67, whatever, right? Like in that range, hey, can we have 300 people from across the world on that? Absolutely. Why not? Like, I mean, we're, we're reaching right now between, you know, Facebook and YouTube and and IG combined is like 160,000 people, right? Like if we have 240 people doing a virtual class with us on Saturdays, I mean, that, that's a real possibility. So my mind goes there and then it goes like, okay, but what about for our members? Well, we give them access for free. They're on the road. They can do these workouts in their hotel room, minimal equipment, gym. Hey, they feel like they, they feel crappy from travel. Well, they can just do Theo's mobility class online, right? saved or or live whichever one of those right so now we're looking at that like how can we like hey we're already doing all these things but how we can just do more for the, like if you're basically for me it's like if you're a part of vigor the physical gym like that's the don dada like you you like you get service the best on the planet like there's nothing better and to be honest with you you know my online my to coach with me online and for me to write your programs do your nutrition and help you out and do it costs more than if you came to Vigor and did small group personal training, which I still run the classes because I fucking love it, right? So, so to me, it's like if you're a member of the gym, like you will get everything. Like we're going to continue to stack up the value of being a member of Vigor Ground, including, you know, some of these like live softwares now where I can get not just Zoom, but, you know, be live and, you know, I can have three to four people on the same screen and, click a comment that comes on a screen and we can do Q and A's and right. Things like that, that we weren't doing uh, much of before or at that level, but now we will, which obviously now once again, serves that community. Um, softwares of, you know, when we look at technology stuff, right. It, one of the things that I've done a lot of has, and it, it, look, this might seem like little things, but they actually do make a big difference wireless microphones that like I'm using to film stuff with my phone and it's in, like 10 X improving quality of sound and your experience. So that's better for the members and it's better for the content being created online and being able to service people from all around the world to do that. So these are the, and also like the app that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you straight up. Like I wasn't really, even though I invested a ton of time and money into this program online and the app and it's completely customized to vigor and branded and got all these gadgets and blah, 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 blah. And I wasn't, you know, it wasn't a priority. It was a priority and then some things fell through and then it didn't. But this time has really forced me to go back and look at this. And, and now we're in a place where I'm like, hey, you know what? Now we can launch a bunch of, you know, challenges that are short term, but still create an income stream and get people in the doors with us. Um, you know, for instance, I built this thing and I was on the phone with my brother and I said, hey, listen, man, like you guys want to launch this stuff, but I've already built it. How about you guys just use my platform. It's the same brand and I'll just take a cut out of it, but you guys have zero expenses with it. 
and you can start rocking and rolling right away, right? And he's like, man, that would be fucking great. Fantastic. Win-win situation. Uh, creates another revenue stream for them, creates another revenue stream for us, right? So these are all real things that are going to happen. And, you know, the integration, I mean, there's so much that, like, I, I would want to talk about. There's so many things that I've kind of had aha moments with and that we're building. I mean, we're, we're building a platform for coaches that's going to be another revenue stream. It's basically, you know, think of a bigger ground license. It's not going to be a license, but think about it of, like, you get all our workouts for team training. Uh, you get coaching. You get our systems and video. Uh, we have live Q&As. We have experts on every month. I mean, this whole basically structure pretty damn affordable like you know on, on a monthly basis but here's what it does is it doubles down and as, as an educational platform for our team and our interns yeah. right so i've shot out like legit thousands of videos hundreds of which are already uh i've categorized i mean i would like, show it to you guys like of of stuff that's that's going to already fit in there and then we're going to continue to build on that so now it doubles up as a internal resource for our team which means that our team will be better and more involved, have more ownership, get profit shares of any of these programs, as well as the educational aspect. So now they're creating education. They're serving our clients better. Our interns are becoming better because of this platform. And so this is where I see this. Now, here's the thing. What's the most important thing for me? Uh, my team and my clients, which means my team gets better. The clients get better. Team gets more ownership, right? So but now we're also able to, through this process, build multiple income streams and, and, and grow from that end, right? So it's, I always look at it like, how can it be a win-win-win-win situation? And so this time has kind of, you know, slapped me, not just slapped, but like in the face, but like legitimately made me go like, oh shit, like look at all this stuff that's right there. I just didn't see it because I was focusing on these other things. And now it's shifted my focus. And I, I think that everybody has an opportunity to do that. Now, maybe not on, you know, I don't want to be on video. They can yeah. videos and do stuff that's double dipping because those videos can help their clients, can help their online programs. They can look Absolutely. at the program. And if Absolutely. they were doing it, what they should be doing it now. Because if, if like, like you said, if you and Pete are doing it, you're already finding ways to double dip. I'm sure trainers can find a value in that. And it's just a matter of, I don't think that they have done that. And the people who have are already a step ahead. So it's kind of like Pete said with the warning, like you need to get on board. It's not time to test the waters. Like you should probably jump on board with this stuff because you'll be doing yourself at the service in the future. And here, here's the thing though. Let's listen, like five years ago, we couldn't do any of this shit we're doing right now. None. Five years ago, we can't go virtual. We can't do it. Can't do Facebook live. Can't do zoom. Can't do any of that shit. Right. Now, the other thing too, like this is iPhone 11, right? The stuff that I can do with this is fucking mind boggling, right? I get a wireless mic, it has a camera that's better than most, like three years ago, if you bought a thousand dollar camera, this shit is better by the way, right? And I can, I can attack like stuff that used to cost $40,000 to have a studio for producing. Like I invested three grand and I can do that with it now, right? Now, what I'm trying to say is this. Tell me what's stopping any coach for a weekend to go hustle their face off and shoot 300 videos of exercises with coaching. Hey, buy lighting for 200 bucks from Amazon. Like it's not expensive. You know what I mean? Or, you know, it doesn't have to be the greatest on the planet, but make it good. And now over a weekend, you've created an exercise library. That worst case scenario, you could legitimately send a PDF with linkable, you know, with live links to it. But, but, but why even do that when now you have 
stuff like, and we're, we're both, uh, we're all friends with, with, with Sam, obviously uh, yeah, there's a lot of different, you know, I, I've built my platform on exercise.com, but true coach is fen- phenomenal. Uh, I vouch for it. True coach is fantastic. And we're talking about small investments that are mind boggling, like shit that shit that used to have to spend thousands of dollars a month for is now like a hundred bucks a month. And you could sign up 20 people and coach them at, that, you know, 150, 200 bucks a month. And you're making, you know, four grand, three grand, two grand, whatever it may be. But there's absolutely no excuse to not go and create, for instance, exercise videos and 20 videos about, you know, nutrition habits and build that stuff out. Like there's just, there's just nothing stopping you except for yourself because we do have the most affordable free softwares, gadgets, stuff like that. So, you know, the thing is that like, there's no downside to it. Here's why it's, it's not like even your physical clients, you know how many times people hit me up and go like, Hey man, like, uh, dude, this is bugging me. And if, if I could just send them like, Hey, do these three mobility exercises for your thoracic spine Boop, videos, right? Like, I mean, I, I train, a, a one of the top pitchers in, in America, you know, that was here in off season for vigor. And I mean, some of our communication right now, he's like, dude, my shoulder, like, you know, when I was doing this and this and this, it feels a little funny. Um, you know, what should I do? I said, Hey, send me a video, sends me a video. I look at it. I break down exercise and I send it back to him. You know what I mean? Like in, in the exercises are there stuff that I already shot. And you know, I'm like, those are the things that we can do. And we're talking about like, you know, this is a guy that like makes tens of millions, like legit per year, like, you know, (laughs) serious money. But the, the point of it being is, is like, it doesn't matter, right? Like if I can do that with a super high level athlete and like you can do it, you can create. And the thing is, if you have these, I call them assets, right? The, the, the great thing about, you know, the, what we're doing right now is like, I look at Vig and I go like, holy shit. Like I have thousands of videos and assets right now. Some are less usable, some are more usable, but there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds that are usable if I organize them. And I'm sure all of you have something, maybe it's tens, maybe. And if you don't start creating them right now, because I don't have to create a lot of stuff. It's already been created, right? I can just organize it and it's very valuable. And so just that's the premise that I want you to think about. Like a couple of years ago, I started going like, I need to get everything out of here into some on something in a book on and writing and videos are obviously easiest for me because I love doing them, but you can get your brain and out. And if you could do that, your business is more, you know, I, I hate the, the word because it's overused scalable, but it's also I'm a lot easier to educate. You know, the thing I go back to is like, man, if, if I put everything in an organized manner in videos, you know, we could have coaches coming in and having 16 weeks of videos every week, which we do, but like now it's just organizing them, right? Like, so start doing that right now, right now, start putting your, your brain on paper, in systems, in videos. If, even if it's as simple as just the exercises, what are the 200 exercises for mobility, for strength, for, for muscle building, for power, for whatever, and organize them. And if you did that, like you created a really big asset for your business, both offline and online. And there's absolutely no excuse because I shot in three hours, uh, 98 bodyweight exercise videos, like in the last two days with Theo, Right. And I'm just like, 
Yeah, once All you have right. your system down, like that's another thing too. If you don't start practicing these methods, like we have to do it with Stronger You Fitness, but like you, you suck at it at the beginning, but you can't get better at it unless you start taking what's out here right. and doing it and dabbling in these technologies. And like, like I said, there's people that are way ahead of you. So like, I just want people to start now because like it's, this stuff's already happened and it's going to happen again. You need to be prepared. And I don't want to like scare people, but it's like you have the time now and you know kind of the implications of what happens if you don't kind of dip your toes in this, you're just going to be a shittier version of this stuff later. Absolutely. And I think we all, we've always had the time. I think now it's just like making us realize what we need to do. And if you ever want to get a little more confident, just watch my videos from 12 years ago. I started doing YouTube. <laughs> 12 years ago. And it's like, you know, just like young, young, savage Luca, just like, I will flip this tire. <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck, I don't have anything smart to say. Not because I didn't, just because I was not confident in speaking that much. So I was just like, hey, I'm going to do some ridiculously outlandish shit. I'm just going to shoot my training sessions. And then look at these past videos, right? Where it's like, people are like, oh my God, you're so talented at speaking. And I'm like, yo, that's thousands of videos yeah. and hundreds of, you know, time speaking in front of an audience you know and and it's like now i'm good you know dictate right yeah shit suck good great like man you might you might be shit at the beginning or maybe you'll be sucky but then if you work you're gonna get to good and you're gonna get to great but you got to start now man like there's there's like get get the shit out of the way because like it it is gonna be valuable to not be shitty when it comes time to not be shitty and it's 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 gonna stand the thing with the shittiness with the dave tate stuff is like it showcases itself more when there's more people in the game that are way better than you so like might as well yes, contrast. absolutely man like and you know what's you know what's so so interesting and i you know i just honestly like sometimes when we do stuff like this i just fucking ramble because stuff pops up in my head but um and i don't you know a lot of the things the opportunities that, that have come my way have been had nothing to do with me going, I'm going to do this. You know, it's more like, you know, right now I'm getting hit up by a lot of bigger companies that are like, hey, like, dude, we love your bodyweight training and your minimal training videos, which I've been fucking doing for years, by the way, right? And, and they're like, we want you to shoot videos for us and we're gonna put you in a platform and blow you up, you know? And I'm like, all right, that's cool because I can do that like all day, every day in the middle of the night, like no problem. But those things come from what? They come from you doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. You know, it's like, th this is what I want to, like, you, if you start today and you keep getting better, opportunities will hit you. Because I spent two years writing blogs, maybe three, and I, I had these moments of, ah, nobody's reading this shit, you know? Like, and I kept doing it, I kept doing it, and like nobody reached out, nobody cared, at least I didn't think. You know, and then one day it was like, Smitty was like, hey man, can you write a, blog for diesel crew and then nate green was like can you write a blog for this and then you know it's like and crest you go like can you write that right and all of a sudden but that's like years into it so the thing is that you have to take that lesson from you know tony robbins which was you know i don't know if this is a made-up story or if, it, if it's if it's true i think that it is true that tony robbins when he was younger you know when they said hey uh you know get better at speaking he just set up a speaking engagement every single day right um things i got a minute Andrew said a minute. Okay, cool. I'm going to finish this off. So listen, basically everybody else was, was, was speaking maybe once a week, every couple of weeks or a month. Well, he just spoke every day, seven days a week. So by the end of the year, you know, he had 250, 300 speaking engagements under his belt. All the other guys had 12, 40. Who's going to be better? And that's what you got to do. Like you just got to keep working frequency, consistency, 
And and just through that, you're gonna you're gonna win and you're gonna get better. I think that's the best way to close it up. Andrew, take it home. Yeah, so uh, I can't stress enough how much I appreciate you taking the time to come back here. We uh, Pete had mentioned in our Facebook, like we said, uh, you know, he was going to listen to the the Mark Fisher and Chad Landers episode, and I'm like, man, Pete, I got to get you back on. And fuck, let's have you chat with Luca because I know you guys are really good friends. And sure enough, you jump right on it. Uh, there's so much in here that I hope everybody who's listening takes to heart. I think there's there's practical wisdoms, and I think there's great philosophy for the long term. And uh, we're really appreciative of you taking the time and really appreciative of all the listeners. Uh, real quick, Luca, I know you can be found on uh, either on Bigger Ground or as Luca Hosovar online. And for people who had to go, it's Pete Dupuis, so D-U-P-U-I-S, I believe I'm spelling it right. And uh, I can't say enough about how much I value both of you guys. I've followed you guys for a very long time. A lot of, a lot of the business insights, you're more you're broader than Pete is in terms of also a lot of training brilliance too. So I, I suggest to people all the time, follow you guys, especially for your business insights though, because there's so much training stuff out there, but you guys in terms of your knowledge and your philosophy on, on the success in our industry, it's some of the best stuff that exists. And then I had the pleasure of traveling and meeting up with both you guys and you guys have been, you know, incredibly influential. You guys both have great podcasts. You've got the Vigor Life podcast and you, and it's yo, what's the full title of yo? It's yo, the business and fitness podcast. Yeah, with your buddy Steve Krebs, exactly. And then Pete Dupuy actually has uh, a new podcast. He's just started called Niche. So I want to run through all that stuff, guys. Go check it all out. And uh, thanks so much. Hang on for like a second after we're uh, we're off air. Take care, everyone. Appreciate it, brother. Shut up and sit down. Shut up and sit down.